Outside Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Tuesday night, May the 31st. Thank you for joining us on Real America's Voice Niche Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Remember to follow us on all the socials, including Getter, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. We're all over the place. Like and share, like and share. And I believe like and share, right? Like and sharing is caring. Yeah, right? sharing that's is the, caring. That's the thing. Uh, of course, Paul Nolan here with news. How are you? I am well, my friend. I'm looking forward to you. What even is that tonight? Yeah. Is there a teaser you'll give us? We'll get, I'll give you a little teaser in a moment, but let's say hello to David Zier, who's yes. sitting in tonight. David? Yeah, hello, hello. How uh, are you? Welcome uh, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm really well. I'm refreshed after my dozen beers yesterday on Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had a couple of exciting days last week and yeah. uh, we'll get into that and uh, upcoming RAV events which our audience I think will love that's right so we'll be touching on behind that we got a bunch of things a bunch of things to cover from the weekend the holiday weekend so much news and, and you know considering we we lost Monday night because Monday was of course Memorial Day we took the night off um it, there's it, it just seems like there's overload yeah yeah there's so much um I can't use that word hold on there's so much no, I can't use that <laughs> word. There's so much chicanery yes. in the news. Um, it's frustrating, yeah. Yeah, definitely sh- uh, chicanery. Oh, if you're asking, uh, Damon uh, had a little COVID situation at the house. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's full of it. He went to Chuck E. Cheese and licked every <laughs> doorknob and, and ball in the in the bouncer room because he doesn't want to be here. Right. He wants to sit around. I know he wants to sit by his pool. I he's, know it. He's sitting in his hot tub. Oh, no doubt. Hey, I want to ask uh, David. I want to ask both of you guys a question. Did you guys uh, do anything like, um, do you have people at your houses this weekend? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. So did you, I may, <laughs> this tells you where I'm at right now. I, I paused the party. I was going to do it at three, but there wasn't enough people. So I pushed it to seven. And at seven, I paused the party. I made everybody stop, listen to taps. Then I played Ray Charles' uh, America the Beautiful. And I asked everyone to take a moment to mem- remember all the people who served this nation. And, uh. And I, uh, I got choked up. Very nice. <laughs> you know, I'm such a nerd. I'm like, I just felt so. I'm verklempt. I, I verklempt. I got verklempt. Because <laughs> you know what? This thing sometimes we forget what what it's about, and um, and I had all the kids there, and they got it. It's right. nice. Well, yeah, that's 20, that's cool. You know what? And, and you're right because a lot of times people look at Memorial Day weekend, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got a three day weekend. It's the start of the summer." That's all people. That, that's that's the mind in, in, where their heads are at. Um, but yeah, you make a great point because a lot of times you forget. Well, what are we memorializing? What are we? What are we supposed to be remembering? Kids here? got it. I'm right. glad the kids, you know, who go to communist colleges and communist high schools, and they've been indoctrinated. <laughs> I'm just glad they, they're getting that sense of liberty and what the freedom is never free and all that. You know, so I, uh, so then we went right back to having fun, of to course, drink. but, uh, it was good to, uh, you know, then we were, then we were right to NWA and F the Popo. <laughs> just and then drinking and eating red meat. That's yeah, what it's all about. Now we're talking. Um, also people, I, I know if you're going to be on the getter chat, follow us at real, uh, America's Voice on Getter. Uh, on the chat there, if you're going to be, if you're asking about uh, Slick Rick, he's not going to be with us this week. No. He is no. off this week. Hey, G, is he off to uh, Minneapolis? Is that where, yes, where he, he is? Went? Yeah, I believe he does an annual uh, 
Prince event with uh, some of the Prince fan base. There's some music. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he does a pilgrimage. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this. Every day at 5 o'clock, he bows and prays towards Minneapolis. Like Mecca, <laughs> but no, he just goes right to Minneapolis, wherever he is, he's, and he sings Purple Rain. Did you know that about him? I did not know. Yeah, he was a, a Prince a Prince guy you since see, like I 1984. The suit. He's got a purple sequin suit he just had fitted for himself. I cannot wait. And he's the only guy in the world who can wear it besides oh, yeah. Prince. And not only that, he like most people wear that and you look at them and they look a little wacky. He looks good. Like like people are like, wow, you actually pull that off. Yeah. Like most people can't pull that stuff off. But Slick Rick can. So uh, enjoy your week off. We'll see you in about a week or so. Enjoy your Prince, uh, your Purple Prince uh, pilgrimage that you're doing, your PPP. <laughs> and uh, we'll hold down the fort till you and Damon get back. In the meantime, like I said, a lot of stuff to get to. There was a lot of lot of things that happened over the weekend. Again, the, the, uh, uh, the shooting in Ovalde is still um, kind of unfolding. Yeah, the story keeps uh, have, changing. Have you heard some of the stuff that's coming out of there? You know, I didn't get... I, today I didn't hear any a lot today, but yesterday I heard some news. It's very disturbing. And it's, well, there's uh, definitely timeline problems. There's yeah, 20 minutes yeah. missing. There's 20 minutes missing. You know, how um, can this be? Yeah. So. Yeah. Not <clears throat> only that, but the uh, I guess the local police are now are not uh, cooperating. Last I heard, with the federal investigators, right now they've stopped talking, which isn't a good sign because that's 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 the CYA mode. Yeah, our very yeah. own uh, Ben Burkwam today, I was talking about that on the War Room earlier, how there's like a media blackout going on. Yeah. Um, Steve Bannon went on a tear. So did Greg Kelly, which I reposted from Newsmax on my Facebook page, and I got blacked out today by Facebook uh, <laughs> because, you know, you can't ask any questions. How did he buy six, $7,000 in tactical gear, 1,300 rounds of ammo, which I yeah. can't even afford for my 5.56 right now, you know? Right. And, um, you know, it's, all this stuff. Where did he get I thought he was poor. I thought, I thought he was poor. poor. I mean, he got made fun of, abused, and, and, and embarrassed for being so poor. He had a drug addict mommy. I, I, this is insanity. Yeah. I mean, I... Can't ask the questions, Paul. You're not allowed to ask questions. I mean... <laughs> that's then, an expensive weapon i opted to go yeah. a tier lower than that but it's like what do i need that for it you know what i mean like what am i really am i gonna do like you know john wick style you know pop-up you know you know courses you know what i mean no yeah. one need, like that like nobody buys that yeah like i just the, don't get it i mean especially a kid an 18 year old kid who works at wendy's well, that's that's a lot of chicken nuggets you got to sell. I think that whole area is a mess, and you've all, you know, Ben Burkwam used to live ten miles from there. Really, and um, I, I believe so. Um, and you know, they've been so overwhelmed with uh, illegals and crime. You know, San Antonio is a lot of crime. Um, this is only what sixty miles north of the border there. Um, a lot, a lot of uh, distractions. Maybe it was a lack of training. Maybe it was all kinds of things. But I'm still suspicious of the whole thing. Sorry, people. But you, you know what's interesting too? Because I, I was at a party on Sunday with some people, and people that you wouldn't normally think, okay, they're gonna go down some of these rabbit holes. But even people that you don't realize that that you think, oh, they're caught up with their life, and they're you know they're just kind of paying attention. They're doing what they got to do. Oh. Even there. Even their spider senses are going off, going, you know what, something doesn't sound right here. Well, the Buffalo shooter, you know, I was talking to a uh, law enforcement official, and I can't say who it was, but, you know, they were saying this guy had military training. There's no way. There's well, no I way watched he, the video. He was able to, like, pull this off without some training. 
David, so, did you we'll see the see. video, his live feed video of him tactically taking everything out? Yes. It was so tactically sharp. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked like he was trained so well. And, and the fact that now there's documentation. That you know, I, I like don't want to go there, but I still have questions and I'm allowed to ask them. And then the PolitiFact, which is a joke, I'm about to tell Facebook to go scratch, jump off a cliff, you know, because you can't even ask a question. You're not allowed to ask the questions. And, um, you know, and then, the, then there's the whole thing. You know, most of the mass shooters in this country are on the left and they're Democrats or they're yes. communists or they're anti-government. You know, the Vegas shooter, there are pictures of him in an Antifa rally. He was a CIA gun runner probably. And, and that's pretty well known. You know, yeah. he had a plane, he had a pilot's license, he was running guns. You know, um, there's all kinds of stuff that doesn't get reported. And one thing about Vegas that really still bothers me is this: his there was a, a small Filipino-looking woman running through the crowd. And I remember Fox had these three girls at a bachelorette party this. crying on camera, saying there was a woman 45 minutes before the attacks running through the crowd. Now, she's supposed to be in the Philippines, right? And then the valet ticket's in her name on the car parked at the hotel. And then she's someone's running through the crowd saying, leave, you're all going to be killed in 45 minutes and I, I saw the interview I saw the interview and nobody's gonna tell me I'm crazy I saw you know it. and, I know and you know was she really it. there was she there was she is the government lying that she was overseas I, I you know there's a lot of questions and we got to keep asking them um, yeah definitely and, and and taking it back to Paul you were saying about the Buffalo shooter um well, well you know when you saw that video what was the first thing you thought tactically expert like the the steadiness of that barrel the steadiness yeah the accuracy. tactically i like i couldn't i couldn't speak to that cuz i'm not an expert i i'm not going to pretend to be an expert on shooting or anything it, but it looked pretty darn it looked pretty darn dead on it looked pretty darn efficient right evil yeah. as, as efficient as evil can be that's what it looked like to me yeah. you know the new zealand uh prime minister or president was at a meeting with like biden i think and they're like praising you know give us guidance what you did in new zealand oh they violated everybody's rights to own a gun meanwhile the guy who did the shooting over there in the mosque was a communist he was a devout follower of mao Zedong. you know this wasn't a trump supporter you know this wasn't a right-wing nut you know yeah. um it's just just the way it is it's in most shooting stuff and, and then and just to put a put a little topper on buffalo the authorities are investigating if a retired federal yeah. agent right yeah knew the buffalo shooter i guess he was in a chat room talking to the guy yeah and you know this this brings and this is not this is not some you know wacky little uh wacky little uh you know website that brings us up we're talking about insider.com i mean i see it across a lot of different places are reporting this that a retired federal agent may have known about the plans for the buffalo shooting ahead of the massacre you reports know, say listen you know, i i have family you know that fought in the joint terrorism task force and stopped hundreds of attacks around the world i'm not knocking the regular fbi foot soldier you know but the leadership is apparently corrupt and there's just so many questions with so many things look what they did in michigan they framed these guys they entrapped them yeah. in the kidnapping of a, a governor whitmer and they were caught and they were acquitted by the jury because they knew the fbi instigated the whole thing right. just like some people say in january 6 with two of the lead guys that were arrested there and then you never heard from them about them again and why do you think they keep it all those innocent people locked up because they don't want to uh, speak at anybody yeah. where is all the where's the 14 
thousand hours of video footage. I mean, when you just see little clips yeah. of what happened that day, you know darn well. Ray well Epps, that was a Fed surrection. Ray Epps is on the on the steps saying, "Let's go, let's go," and, and, and he was accused the of the night before of trying to recruit people to break into the Capitol, and they were like, "No, what are you talking about? We're not doing that," you know. Yeah, people were screaming. The footage of people screaming, "Stop this! Don't do this!" There was more people saying, "Stop." Yeah. And yeah. there were people going in at one point. Yeah. My friend Larry Romano from the King of Queens told me um, you know, that <laughs> no, no, no. He, he told me um, that um, they were trying, they were taking the pipes away from the Antifa guys or whoever, you know, was involved in the break-ins with the windows because we don't think that it was Trump supporters who started this. And they were taking the pipes away and giving them to the Capitol Police on the steps and near the Capitol. They didn't want them to do that, you know, and um, that's just the way it is. You know? you know, you could see some of the, before we have to go to break in a few seconds, you could see in some of the video, women's running around, but men's running around. These are crisis actors. They're crisis actors. This is it. They're all actors. They're all actors. Don't believe this. There were people screaming that all over the place on, on video that we see. Well, there was a few yeah. in the crowd with uh, earpieces and, and you know, wow. and uh, yeah, people think they may have been FBI informants. It's interesting stuff. And, uh, coordinated. Yeah. And questions need to be asked. And you know what? We'll, we'll try Try to continue to ask as many as we can, like, how did that kid get those two really nice, expensive guns and all that ammunition and body armor? How come nobody asked him a question like, hey, what do you need that body armor for? I don't know. Lots of questions. We'll be back kicking off this show live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. cost of living continues to cast a shadow over this economy. New numbers out today show that consumer confidence fell in May. Didn't fall as much as feared, but it's still well below pre-COVID levels and one in four consumers, they expect economic conditions to get worse. I think this is really about three things, gas, food, and housing. For many families, these are the three most expensive items of their monthly budget and all three continue to get more expensive. On the housing front, new numbers out today show that home prices in the United States rose by a record 20.6% year over year in March. That means home prices are rising faster than they did even during the mid-2000s housing bubble. Supply of homes just cannot keep up with demand. Important to remember that this kind of cuts unevenly. If you own a home, you're wealthier, at least on paper. Maybe you're going to spend more because your home is worth more. But if you don't, this makes it that much harder to own a home, which, of course, is the ticket to uh, accumulating wealth in the United States. You might have to rent instead, and that's going to push up rental rates for everyone. Ooh. I would say everything he just said sings nothing but the blues, especially if you're a homeowner. Um, but I think even more important is the stuff that he mentioned even before the homeownership is the everyday stuff that we're seeing continue to rise just as inflation continues to rise and the value of the dollar continues to go down and down and down and of course the president is out there yeah he just sent 40 billion to ukraine and he wants to spend more here and more there uh probably trillions more so you're probably considering your financial alternatives right around now and believe me i don't blame you if the paper money you've got in your pocket is worthless how do you protect your hard-earned savings well one of the options to consider is physical gold and silver, and the folks to talk to are the people at Birch Gold Group. 
Birch Gold are the experts in precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands upon thousands of satisfied customers. More importantly, they've got options for you, and that's what we need, options to make sure we protect ourselves. You can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA into a gold IRA and even convert an eligible 401k account into a gold IRA. Want to get started? It's very simple. Here's how you do it. Text America to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you your free information kit. No obligations whatsoever. They just want to send you the kit, let you check it out for yourself. They'll show you how to protect your gold and your silver in a tax-sheltered account, and that is always helpful. So get the facts and get started today. You've got nothing to lose except a couple seconds that it takes you to text America to 989898 and reach out for your free kit from the people at Birch Gold Group. They've made it super easy. Like I said, just text America to 989898 and get your free information kit from Birch Gold do that today and uh man oh man we see it uh, I, I, you look at the headlines oh look gas is gas is up again gas is up at highest highest on recorded uh record now it's uh, i think 468 nationwide is the average there paul it's psychotic it's unbelievable this whole green energy thing the the non-stop agenda they've been pushing since 2010 uh, they went full tilt i guess 2012 the entire agenda has been in place the one thing people don't realize is how orchestrated how organized these global entities are they are not unorganized they are synergistically working together they meet in davos at the world economic forum they meet at the g7s they meet at bilderberg meetings they meet at, in the trilateral commission they all meet constantly around the world. How are they going to shape and influence the masses to buy their controlled version of a completely stifled, semi quasi, barely free market? It's a joke. I thought you were going to say build a bear. <clears throat> well, I was. <laughs> or build a burger. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's apparent now um, that Betty Crimmins, uh, she was uh, the director for sustainable supply chains at the White House, whatever that means, uh, since February 22. <laughs> She's overseeing the government supply chain issues. But if you look at her resume, let's, let me read this they to you. They steadily bring Botox in for Nancy Pelosi? She was the director of supply chains. Uh, she was an advisor on Sinai Technologies uh, based on reducing emissions for corporations. She was the Truman National Security Fellow, Energy and Climate Affiliate Group co-lead. She's with... The World Economic Forum. Oh, lead, lead engagement on natural nature-based solutions. Oh, um, what could go wrong? And the Trillion Trees platform for North America. This is who's running your country. So, um, yeah, yeah we're in trouble. The unelected, uh, faceless bureaucrats yep. that uh, are kind of pushing the agenda all around just to make sure that they get their green energy uh you know, uh, policies uh, pushed. And and take a look at what's happening in L.A. Gio, you put that picture up a moment ago. Look at gas in Los Angeles County. That now, threw me off. I thought that was a tight. I thought that was like a goof. Now, I yeah. don't know if you do you know much about L.A.? Have you ever lived there? I, I've never lived there, but I've been there several times. Right. I, I lived there for a little while. So um, they don't have a transit system like New York City does, which means. Everybody drives. Yeah, and so, the freeway is a disaster. So also, it, California it, requires special formulation for their gas in their state, so they yeah. have a much limited the winter and summer to sell it yeah. compared to the rest yeah. of the country. Plus, they the, plus they push wait, wait, higher wait, wait. taxes too. Graham, what did you say that? You California requires special formulation of gasoline to be sold in California. 
So yeah. they have to take a small bit of what they're selling worldwide and just make it for California. So those prices are always going to be higher. They've always now. had uh, seasonal know, uh, formula real. adjustments that raise the price. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's just insane. So if you're feeling it, don't worry. Everybody's feeling it. Even people who are just like, who are probably like, ah, it's not going to bother. You know what? They're starting to feel it now because those Range Rovers, you know, when they're stopped, I've seen these people pull it up at the gas station and you can see they're dropping 100 bucks, 110 bucks to fill up their Range Rover. I don't think they're very happy about that either. I don't, I don't think so either. You know? So, so this yeah. Betty Crimmins uh, mission is to transform the global economic system to prevent dangerous climate change national pulse raheem kassam who's amazing uh has a great article check out the national pulse so that's what's cooking right. yeah he's raheem kassam is great hey uh here's uh joe biden here's what he had to say about the economy and inflation because you know what he really knows the stuff inside out he's he's like a savant <laughs> cut one i have a very brief statement first one by congratulating you, Mr. Chairman, on your recent confirmation of the second term, along with uh, Drs. Brainerd and Cook and Jefferson, recent confirmations. And um, uh, I'm meeting with the Chairman today and Secretary Yellen uh, to discuss my top priority, and that is addressing inflation and, oh, uh, and the, in order to transition from historic recovery <clears throat> to a steady growth that works for starts with a simple proposition, respect the Fed, respect the Fed's independence, which I have done and will continue. What My job as president is not to uh, nominate, highly, not only nominate highly, highly qualified individuals for that institution, but to give them the space they need to do their job. Oh, you mean my job is? interfere with their critically important work. The Fed has dual responsibilities. One, full employment. Two, stable prices. Chair Powell and other leaders of the Fed have noted at this moment they have a laser focus on addressing inflation, just like I am. And with a larger complement of board members now confirmed, I know we'll use those tools and monetary policy to address the rising prices for the American people. So I look forward to uh, Chairman Powell's continued leadership at the Fed, and I look forward to the Senate considering can't understand my him. final nominee board, uh, Michael Barr. I don't think it really matters. And uh, that's why we're meeting, folks, and thank you for coming in. Yeah, he's wow. got marbles in his mouth. You know, he, he simply said, my job is to never question my boss, the Fed. Right. Respect See, the Fed. Uh, respect the Fed, and it's not my job to tell them what to do, because they won't listen to me anyhow. Well, you know what? I feel better about everything now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <clears throat> Just amazing that we have to sit there and tolerate this when, when you know, he's sitting there, he's reading. He doesn't know anything about the economy. He has no clue about the economy. It's amazing that we have to sit here and talk. Where are all these people that are, you know, who, who said, oh, Joe's going to do great. He's going to really help us. Where are you guys? You know, I saw bread lines in Moscow. Now we have um, formula lines in Michigan that were over a mile long this weekend. Did you see that? Yeah. Pretty sad. Pretty sad situation that we find ourselves in. And, uh, of course, you know, it, it just continues. And the summer's just getting started, guys. The summer's just getting started. Should be fun That's as more of this unfolds. All right, we'll come back. I want to talk about 2,000 mules and something that happened 
on Fox News. Yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll do that next, coming up live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. I keep forgetting it's Tuesday. My, my whole week is thrown off. Today I thought it was Wednesday, and I was trying to do other stuff for Wednesday. It's just all messing me up. Uh, if you're just joining us and you're saying, hey, where's Damon? Damon had a COVID issue at the house. So he's dealing with that. Slick Rick is off for the week. He's doing his uh, annual uh, Purple Prince, uh, Prince Purple pilgrimage to, to Minneapolis or wherever he goes. Uh, so he'll be doing that. Uh, we, might, we might get checked in. He might check in. We're not sure. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he will. Hopefully he has a good time and he has a safe trip. And we look forward to his return. So in the meantime, we won't be doing any sports, but we'll be doing more and more of the stuff that we see out there. One of the things that we started to talk a little bit about when it came out, and then I feel like all this other stuff started to happen, right? So we got, we got pulled away from the 2,000 mules. Right. Um, Blacklisted on every network, including Fox. Right. Which, you know, of course, if you've seen it, and Paul's seen it, I've seen it. D- David, have you yeah. seen it? Yeah. Okay. A couple of times. Um, it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of, it, it, you know, there's evidence and there's proof. This all, would fall under there. evidence. It's all there. But you could use it as proof if, you've, if you, you were well to said. take it to court. Right. Nailed that. Right. So, so, of course, when this stuff came out, what happens? The left goes crazy. They don't want anybody talking about it. Like you said, everybody, don't talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it doesn't happen, including yeah. Fox. Um. And that was like the the standard operating procedure for the you know the mainstream media is we don't talk about it because if we don't talk about it it'll go away and the less people know about it the less we have to deal with it. Well, it, it's not going away, and more and more people are finding out about it, and it reared its ugly head at least to to the mainstream media. It's an ugly head because it came up over the weekend on Fox News with Sandra Smith. She was uh, I forget the name of the show, uh, yeah. but it. Fox News Sunday on Fox News. Uh, she had on uh, uh, Mr. Mo Brooks. Now, he was great. Honestly, when I saw this, I felt like, I, I, honestly, I thought I was at a sporting event. I was like cheering him on. I'm like, give him hell, kid. I know, right? Like, I want to be like, go, go, give let's it a go left. left. Give it a left. Right. And, and it was amazing to see because um, now Sandra Smith, she's got, she's, She's got a little history with an, a, a certain election from a couple of years ago. Yes. We'll play that in just a little bit. But if you're wondering about what Mo Brooks did, check it out for yourself. This is uh, cut number nine. You go now, now, there's a little bit of a long clip, but we left it long so you can see the entire thing. And he doesn't let anything slide. And thank goodness he does this because most times these anchors, they just... They just plow over you. They plow over. He now. This is great. Right. And he doesn't. He doesn't let the plow run over him. G go. And just to go on the record, there has been still no evidence or proof provided that there was any uh, sort of fraud in that. Well, oh, no, that's wrong. Don't, that no, I don't know why you people need to keep saying just, that, but that is absolutely false. That is absolutely false. Good. You keep note, saying though, it every time, but what, that's absolutely what false. Is false sir? You had 150 congressmen and senators who absolutely disagreed with you on what you just said. So what are you calling them? What are you calling them when you say 150 uh, 
Republican senators and congressmen looked at the voter fraud issue and said there was a major problem. What are you calling the Commission on Federal Election Reform, a bipartisan ref, uh, uh, mm -hmm. committee uh, with Jimmy Carter on the one hand and James Baker, Ronald Reagan, White House Chief of Staff on the other, back in 2005, who analyzed the systemic weaknesses, the systemic flaws in our election system and warned us that elections are going to be stolen if we don't fix these problems and those problems are, were not fixed. Okay. So I don't know who's telling you there's no evidence, the, the but that tells me you haven't judges, done your homework. I'm sorry, but judges, that's the way it is. The courts and the judges. That's that another no, no, the courts. No, wait, time out. Don't go into that. Don't go into that. <laughs> All right. Don't go into that. Up, See, she wants to keep going. Have he won't wait, let no, Good for him. No, I'm getting, I'm getting in the last word on this one because you just made a false statement, okay? The courts are not the final arbiter of who wins federal election contests. Congress is. That is required by the United States Constitution. That is required by the United States Code for congressmen and senators and the president. So don't be surprised that quote, courts don't me, usurp the power that is quote, authorized the United States Congress. Let me just quote the GOP commissioner in Wisconsin in the Wall Street Journal uh, today. Printed and I will read it verbate. He said, there is no evidence oh, that election fraud true. is the reason yeah. Trump lost in Wisconsin, and that yeah. is not for lack of looking. His advice to your party is to pivot away from these conspiracy theories, focus on the issue Screw that affects you. Wisconsin families <laughs> and their pocketbooks. Sir, I want to move on to January okay, 6th. Then look, at the, look, at the, look at the judge's opinion. Look at the judge's opinion in Pennsylvania that talked about over 2 million illegal ballots cast. That was their court order. Look Sir, at have the, you been uh, Special investigation of a former Wisconsin Supreme Court <laughs> justice who found significant voter fraud at nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. Look at the 2000 Mules documentary that has come out. Look at how many mass mail out that of ballots been, there were across okay, the United I, States for which we have no security. Okay, um, and, and that has been looked at and fact-checked by multiple outlets, including Ugh. Reuters, who have Reuters debunked that as any sort liar. of proof that there was widespread voter fraud. I'm sorry, but other people have fact-checked it and find you <laughs> absolutely wrong, Sandra, but keep going 6th. with that story if you wish. Okay, thank you, sir. Respectfully, I want to move on to January 6th. <laughs> uh, you know what? you got to hand it to Mo Brooks. Yeah. I mean, you know what? These, it's, thank God guys like that are standing up and not getting rolled. They don't care anymore. Like, they, no yeah. matter what they say, they get canceled and crucified. So, at least now they might as well go, you know, all in. Just go so all in at this point. What do you say when the video shows people going to five different locations? The average mule put 35 or 38 ballots per night into the boxes. They weren't relatives' ballots. You know, the, the video is 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 a one hundred percent proof, and that's only ten percent of the fraud with the mail-in ballots that was, estimated. Exactly. They right. they had four hundred thousand votes just from the movie. Think about how much work they did just for those concentrated areas. Imagine if there was a law enforcement agency that actually cared and actually helped them in some way, and they actually gave them resources. Those the the, the um, true the vote had worked on a shoestring budget and worked around the clock for 18 months yeah. to make that happen. And, and, and look at how much fraud they found in just that short period of time yeah. with just a tiny staff. I had dinner with Rudy Giuliani on Saturday night and Bernie Carrick. And, you know, they, he, he says, and it's the second or third time he's told me this in a month, 100% irrefutable, incontrovertible scientific data that proves that Pennsylvania was stolen by 290,000 votes and that 700,000 700, ballots went through the system without one Republican in Pennsylvania observing them. 
Well, it, it, you know what? The, it, it sounds about right. It sounds, you know, this this is what was going on, and people don't want to talk about it. The Sandra Smiths of the world of Fox News and the mainstream media, they do not want to talk about this. They've already they've already called it. You know what? Let's go to let's go to Sandra Smith from back then. Uh, cut number ten. Gee, this is the same person who was just arguing with Mo Brooks that oh well Reuters fact checked this and they whatever this is this is her reaction when somebody else brought it up way back then G go over whoever watch your face to be the president remember just because CNN says or even Fox News says that somebody's president doesn't make them president so I think everybody what? wants to know that this was done properly mm. and legally. What is happening? We like Trace, we've results. called it. And I think we have to look into every one of these concerns. Yeah, just because Her they called it. Then this is just a perfect example. They think just because they're on the television that they have some kind of uh, moral superiority and some kind of intellectual superiority over superiority over the people of who know what they saw yeah I, I think fox has lost a third to half of its viewers i don't think the, the numbers are right yeah and yeah. i don't think those i don't numbers know anybody who back. watches it anymore no me, me either and, and you know what also you know and what gets me about this 2000 mules thing is when you watch this and i'm sure the people that some of these people some of these mules that that, that did this probably sat down and watched this and went, oh my God, they know who I am. They've got my name. They've got my face. They've got my phone number. Yeah. What, got and you know they got to be freaking out because they're like, well, if this comes back to me, I'm not going down for this. Well, just, just the whistleblower with Heather Mullins, her very own Heather Mullins was, was extraordinary on, in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. And now, then earlier today, I saw this. This is Greg Phillips from True the Vote. Um, he was on um, Patel Patriot, which is a uh, which is a uh, a podcast, um, and he had this to say. And this was interesting because he he leads you down to believe that you know what? Not only did we find this, but this is small potatoes. Yeah compared to what we found and what we're about to bring forward. And I guess they're, they're really making sure they're going to cross the, their, their T's and dot their I's correctly because when you listen to this, and it's only about a minute long, it sounds like this is going to be uh, uh, you know, earth-shattering. I don't know if that's the, the phrase. It sounds a little corny to say, but what the heck, I'll throw it out there. Uh, this is cut number 11, G. Go. Because we do a lot of other things. We have a lot of... Mm -hmm. we have a lot of um... We have a lot. We have a few issues coming up that are more explosive than the mules. Now that take are a listen. 10 no way. X um, more likely to to divide this country even further. Um, Catherine and I spend a lot of time every single day, really not just praying through it, but thinking through how do we actually do this? Because once mm -hmm. these come out, there's one in particular. It's a it's a multinational deal. It involves billions of dollars. There's irrefutable evidence. Um, we've been involved in a major counterintelligence operation that's very mature in this country involving federal agencies and us. Um, and there's been some betrayals along the way. There have been some issues along the way. Uh, but once we get to the point where this is ready to go, it's going to make everybody forget everything about the mules. And wow. it's going to bring into question everything we think we know about these elections, everything. I can say that that's with 100% certainty. Wow. Now, how, now how, 
scary is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, if any, if people would dig into this stuff for a long time, this would be going on. I mean, I will, I'll never forget in 2012. I, I mean, I remember, you know, there was Romney care or Obamacare, right? right? Like it was just a, yep. it didn't matter which establishment scam you were getting. You were going to get, you were going to get a puppet one way or the other. You know, before that, you know, you look at it was, you know, Obama and, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and Bush. McCain. I mean, Oh, and then right, and McCain. Yeah. You know, it's been a nonstop circulation of of these rhinos and 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 communists, and it's just a joke. It's just been it's been this way for so long. Trump comes along, finally stands up to an establishment that has been so deeply in bed, like you know, with, with the corporate monsters that just run them. And they, they've lost all i all all semblance of of liberty, freedom, and decency. And now you know. We go right back to it with Biden and the same old scam. We can see it. And they're nailed. And they're so powerful. And this is the frightening part. They're so powerful. They're above the law. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about Durham and Sussman. We're going to talk about the the the, the, the Clintons just are above the law. Man. Well, the Durham thing's a joke. You know, let me tell you, uh, I was talking to Rudy also about Antrim County in Michigan. You know, it's a Republican stronghold for like 70 years. There's no way Trump lost Antrim County in Michigan. Right. It, it's, there's definitely fraud. Yeah. I mean, look at the bellwether counties. I mean, he won all but one, and the only one he lost was by 3%, and Reagan lost by 15% in the yeah. most liberal of the bellwethers in, in Seattle. So he, he, he won all of them, except for that one at a narrow, a 3% margin of loss. Think about how, how what, what that really says. I, I still can't believe anybody believes the guy, the puppet, the sock puppet from his basement got the most votes ever. I, yeah. I just, I, you know, Trump got double the votes that Ronald Reagan did in New Hampshire in the primary, double. Double. And I was up in New Hampshire four times covering the primaries and the election, and um, I never met a business owner who voted for Biden, period, ever. <laughs> so they, they think New Hampshire was stolen. Yeah, well, you know what? Do New Hampshire next. Uh, True the vote. Do California. Do New York. I know they probably can't right now, but, you know, it's just amazing stuff. More stuff is going to continue to come out. We'll keep you abreast of it. Live from Studio 6B, we'll be back with the Durham stuff right after this. Stay there. Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Tuesday night. Thank you for spending some time with us. Top of the hour coming up. I've got a uh, brand new what even is that, Paul? It has to do with... Uh, Come on. <laughs> what do we one got? of our favorite wax figures. Oh. Madame Tussauds? Yes. Oh, God. She's and her so hubby. Special. Her drinking hubby. We'll talk about that in the next I'm hour. Lo- I'm looking forward to that. that yeah, thing- we'll, <laughs> we'll touch upon that. Uh, we'll also touch upon the, uh, the, the Sussman trial and what just happened today. Uh, but first, let's turn it over to Paul Nolan for some news. What do you got, Paul? So here's a story that won't make it to the mainstream media because it just doesn't fit their narrative. A woman credited with stopping a mass shooting at an apartment complex in West Virginia. Uh, police say the woman's actions may have prevented a mass casualty event following an altercation about a man speeding through a neighborhood. Um, the uh, Lieutenant uh, Tony Hazlitt of Charleston Police Department said she did the right thing. I don't know if any other person would have done that. Um, she, they went on to say this lady was carrying a lawful firearm, a law-abiding citizen who stopped the threat of probably 20 or 30 people getting shot or killed and engaged the threat, stopped it. She didn't run from the threat. She engaged in it preventing a mass casualty event here in Charleston. 
Uh, witness said, said Butler seemed agitated after he had been speeding through the apartment complex several times, past the graduation party, past the birthday party, and parents had asked him to slow down. After he was uh, um, confronted to slow down, he went back um, to his complex and came back with an AR-15 style and started shooting at the crowd. And uh, this is when um, the uh, woman uh, pulled out her pistol and saved everybody with a legal firearm. So you won't see that story. The uh, the person who was shot was black, and uh, the woman who protected people doesn't say her color, but um, I can tell you this, that this does not fit their narrative, and you won't see it on the mainstream news. No, of course not. Somebody firing a gun indiscriminately into a crowd because somebody told, hey, dude, slow down. There's people around here. Um, yeah, that sounds like that sounds about right. You know, so it's you know it's more of the same old, same old, and uh, and I won't get into the story, but we saw over the weekend in Chicago in all of the gun-free zones, I believe there were ten killings in Chicago by gunfire and forty-eight wounded by gunshots in, in the entire uh, no-gun zone of Chicago. Yeah. So, and, and and again, you make the point where it's uh, gun-free zone because they've got probably some of the most stringent gun laws. In the country, along with Washington, D.C., New York, and California, you know, all the all the places you would expect uh, to be really, really safe when it comes to guns and violence. Um, and, and it just kind of makes you it kind of makes you go, huh, let's see gun laws. Huh? That, that's kind of funny, because if somebody's willing to pull out a gun and just start firing indiscriminately into a crowd like this person just did. Right. Or maybe in Chicago and decide, hey, I'm going to take this person out so I can get initiated in and I'll be tough and I'll be in a gang. Yeah. You know, uh, so th- what you're saying is that they've already made the decision that murder, which is a pretty big law, right? I, th- I think it's number one, like killing people you're not supposed to do. Yeah, I, th- I think... Uh... Somebody said, thou shalt not kill. Right. It's number one. It's number one on the laws thing. But, you know. So when um, they see like a gun law, they're thinking, hmm, now that's something I really have to stand back on. Yeah, no go. Right. No go. So, Rick, um, this is where they're spending the money, right? They're implementing a new race-based grading system in Chicago to adjust the classroom grading scales to account for skin color or ethnicity of its students. So students, depending on their race, will not be held accountable for missing class, misbehaving in school, or failing to turn in their assignments. And uh, you will be discriminated against if you're white and you do that, apparently. Um, You're going to get in trouble and your grades will go down, but not if you're a minority. Um, anyway, I could go into it forever, but the failure rate is 77% for black students, 49% for Hispanic students, and only 25 and 27 for Asian and whites, which is still an incredibly high number for failure um, on the state aptitude tests. So anyway, I could go into this forever, I'd but like that's where they're spending the money. Links the two-parent home to the failure rate. I'd yeah, and then to in, see that in, study linked up in Baltimore. Really quick, you know, um, they had no air conditioning. They had to stop school for the day, but the office of equity was still open. So maybe they should get rid of that and get some air conditioning for our kids. Yeah, you, you would think you know important. all the money they spend, you know, because remember these these two the, those two in particular, Baltimore and Chicago, were big big. Um, uh, they were really riled up about the whole COVID thing and getting kids back into school. They wanted more money. They needed more money. They got all this extra money. 
And well, what's happening? Well, nothing happens. The, the kids math, don't uh, do any better. The the buildings aren't uh, aren't taken care of. Uh, but you know what? The the teachers' unions, boy, they still got that money, didn't they? And the math well, proficiency in uh, Baltimore schools is like zero. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> we saw Justin Trudeau, aka the blackface prime minister. Uh, he's uh, banning guns now, and he's taking shots at America. We yeah, handguns. Yeah, handguns, and uh, which are pretty much illegal there anyway, but this was a great photo op for him. So I just figured we just hit the bullet points here. Want to show us the clip now? Well, let's you, see. Are you with me? For for which one? I thought you were going to a clip. I you were- yeah, I was looking at the uh, Kamala Harris clip because, you know, let's face it, when we're talking about guns, you know, she really does have, she really has her finger on the pulse of All this right, let me just, Hold on, let me just turn my headset <laughs> off and go ahead, let it roll with you. <laughs> Here's cut number five, Kamala Harris. We're walking out. It's a walkout. <laughs> talking about gun violence and assault weapons. On the issue of gun violence. Oh, good, she's yelling. I will say, as I've said countless times. Countless. We are not sitting around waiting to figure out what the solution looks like. You know, we're not looking for a vaccine. We know what works she's on so this. disgusting. It includes, let's have an assault weapons ban. You know what an assault weapon is? No, You know how an she assault doesn't. weapon was designed? It was designed for a specific purpose. Yeah, what, you. What purpose? For you. For, for governments out of control. Of human beings quickly. An assault weapon is a weapon of war with no place, no place in a civil society. You know what? I'm glad you blew her up because let's face it, uh, I was talking to some some people over the weekend who just happen to be in law enforcement and their biggest issue is they keep saying this this term that doesn't exist. The term assault weapon does not exist. There is no such thing as an assault weapon. So when you have the vice president of this country patently lying to your face, you need to step back and go, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And AR-15 stands for Armalite rifle, not assault rifle. So it's just, you know, this is the thing. There is no definition for it. And the truth of the matter is we have a government that's completely overstepped its boundaries already. We have half the country believes we have rigged elections, probably more than that. We're seeing record manipulation in the banking sector. We're seeing the collusion of power with major corporate entities. If people don't think that tyranny will come back in because we're so evolved, we're so, you know, our society is so utopian, they're they're beyond delusional. It's going to happen again. History's repeating itself. And if you're going to tell me that Klaus Schwab wouldn't be doing the, you know, the... uh, the Ethiopian shimsham sand dance on the on, on the world economic stage. If he said there wasn't a gun left in the world, they would implement their plans in a second. You know, it's a joke to think that people don't want power and well, more and more and more of it. Just wait till the summer, because um, you know when the food stops hitting the shelves in certain categories. Um, you know, the Dems will have to uh, invent another outcry. You know it's coming. Yeah. You know it's coming. Swan, and yeah. um, they were trying to turn this woman uh, who was arrested and uh, fled the scene when she was arrested for carjacking. Um, now they were trying to make that. She's on on black woman. She's running away. You know, how about don't run away from the police and you won't get shot. Um, but, you know, every day, like there's something that can light the powder keg and you know it's coming. We can all feel it. Uh, July, August, September this year in this country is going to be a powder keg. Um, 
And I predict that a third, I don't mean to be depressing, but a third <laughs> but of our ahead, contractors, a third of our contractors or half are gone by Thanksgiving mm. because they cannot do this anymore and spend 2000 a week on gas. Um, they can't get supplies. Um, you know, they can't get, you know, I'm in building and I can't get windows and doors and siding for six months already. Wow. So, um, you remember last year, I couldn't get chlorine. This isn't new. This isn't new. So, uh, I, I think you're going to have uh, a lot of problems and you're going to need a gun to protect your home and your family in a lot of areas in this country. Well, thank you for that. And uh, that puts a wrap on the first hour live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll come back for hour number two with Paul Nolan, David Zier, and uh, Tommy Hour. What even is that? Stay there. We are back. Hour two coming at you. One was fun and it's done, but now it's time. On Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B, excuse me, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV 240. Guys, follow us over on uh, on Getter and Truth Social. And uh, David, what's your handle over there? Uh, on True Social, same True as... Social at David Zier. At David Zier. We have Ugly American Rad for my ace in the hole, Rick Delgado. That'd be me. Um, got a what even is that coming up right now? And, uh, you know, this is, uh, my favorite old segment on the show. <laughs> In fact, my favorite segment on the show. It's the only segment we do on the show and, uh, it's excellent and I'm looking forward to it. I'm so glad I'm here for it. Um, well, I'm glad you're introducing it tonight, Paul. Well, let's roll that stuff. Let's get rolling, brah. <laughs> And like I said, thank you, Paul. And first off, I want I want to send out. Uh, I hope everyone that had a very happy uh, Memorial Day weekend, filled with family and friends, and remembering, of course, uh, what Memorial Day is truly all about. And, and while it was probably the same for most of us and our families, there was one family in particular that this past Memorial Day weekend will truly be the most memorable. Memorable. Uh, that's because this happened. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, 82, arrested for DUI. Yeah, that's right, kids. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested, I sound drunk, uh, in California this weekend (laughs) and charged with drunk driving. It says here in the article, Paul Pelosi, 82, was nabbed just before midnight in Napa County, California, and charged with one count of driving under the influence and another of driving with a blood alcohol content of 0.8 or higher and failing a field sobriety test, according to the booking report. Now, court records show that Mr. Pelosi's bail had been set at $5,000 and the two misdemeanors. Yeah, that's him. And, and that the California Democrats husband was booked at around 4.13 a.m. and released a few hours later at 7.26 a.m. Sunday morning, where, of course, he made his one phone call and got this reply. Good morning. Sunday morning. Yes, Sunday morning it is. And it was Paul Pelosi. And now, Paul, this is what you have to deal with. Yeah, let's face it. That face is alone to make anyone drink. 
Dash cam footage shows that Paul Pelosi was actually doing the field sobriety <laughs> test and then engaging with the officer where he may have incriminated himself. Be, Take a listen. That was really good. You a dancer? No. No, no, no. Not a, I'm, I'm just drunk. <laughs> that could be real. I'm not sure if it's real footage or not. Uh, so I'll make that disclaimer right now. But when asked about her husband and his driving record, Nancy Pelosi had this to say. He's just perfect. The timing couldn't be better. Yeah, she's right. The timing couldn't be better for the country to see more and more of the two-tiered justice system play out right in front of their faces. Now, why do I say that? Because there are questions that need to be asked. And this tweet from Ultra Maga Yesi asked two very good questions, like, where's Paul Pelosi's mugshot from his arrest? And also that it was reported that police waited four and a half hours to perform the blood alcohol content test, and it still revealed he was at 0.8 or higher what even is that well that's one really drunk (laughs) old guy that got behind the wheel of a car and got into an accident but don't worry he's protected and here's another question at 82 years old it's safe to say that paul pelosi has been driving since oh i don't know he's about 16 right so in the past 66 years of being a licensed driver do you really believe that mr pelosi the owner of the pelosi vineyard from which he was drinking at has really only had one time where he was drinking excessively that that made him impaired and made his decision and, and the process of getting into a car and to drive it you may be right i can't decide yeah exactly <laughs> i think the only decision he really has to worry about is when to go home So with that said, some advice I would give to Mr. Paul Pelosi when he gets home, and that is to be careful. Watch out for flying ice cream, all flavors, and remember that what your daughter said about your lovely wife. She'll cut your head off and you won't even know you're bleeding. That's all you need to know about her. (laughs) Other than that, I mean, everything's going to be great. So let's raise a glass. And here's a toast to you two lovebirds, Paul and Nancy Pelosi. I'm sure this little episode will not derail your true love. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like a goddamn magic show ready to double team your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to work right through that without, uh, without any problems and get right back to raping and pillaging of America and they'll get it right back on track. So cheers, you two. <laughs> That's great, man. And there well, you have it. Well done. Well Thank done. You. It's Tuesday system. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, the first thing I thought about when he got locked up is I can just picture him. Maybe he was sober and he's just pouring wine on his, opens a bottle, pours it all over himself. <laughs> I don't want to see Nancy. Put me in a cold jail cell. It's got to be warmer than the than the clutches of that ice queen. Right. You know, like I'm thinking like he, the, I think the bond was like $5,000. He's like, I, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. Keep me in here. They're worth $100 million plus. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a driver. I don't get it. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he got he he got behind the wheel of his Porsche and proceeded to uh, I guess some reports say he ran a stop sign and rear-ended a jeep. Oh, really? To which, of course, now you know they can't exactly you know just say hey you know let's make sure he gets home because now there's an accident report they got to fill out. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, yeah I didn't hear about the accident, Paul. There's that's... all sorts of things. Now, remember, he got, he got, this happened around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. F- what was it? 4.13, they finally booked him, and 7.20-something, that they released him. So Who they knows? kept him out overnight. They basically kept the drunk guy in, in the tank all night because they couldn't let him out. So they let him sleep it off and then yeah. blow? 
into the thing, so he gets down. You, you and really he was believe, still a point eight. Do you, do you, do you, can you picture an hour earlier they did it up? He's a one one. Yeah. You know, oh, he's uh, two he's hours early. He's a, he's a one four. Yeah. All right, let him sleep it off longer. Somebody get him some water. You know, back in the day, I have so many stories. I have a story about a politician killing somebody, and the death sergeant buried the story. He ran over his friend drunk. You know, I have another story about a politician who drove his car through a famous restaurant here in New York, and I'm friends with the guy, you know, who let him go. <laughs> it's unbel- this happens all the time. Oh, God. You know what? It, it doesn't really anymore like it used to because all the video cameras. Yeah, and now the- it's probably harder. Yeah, you know, but still, I mean, the Pelosi's are above the law. I mean, they've, uh, they're have they not far from Clinton's status, uh, you know, the way it's going. Yeah. $100 million and, and the greatest investors in stocks and... And they know everything that's going to happen. Well, they know when a law is coming. They know who to bet on and invest in three weeks earlier. So. Yeah, and, and just imagine what had to be going through the cops' mind. Like, oh, how do we – because they can't ju- not do something about this. There was an accident involved. Yeah. Right? So they can't just, you know, kind of make it go away. I'm sure down the road this will be disappearing uh, outside of court. Nobody will nobody will do anything about it. Um, but, again, it just flies in the face of, you know, if, if that would have happened to any one of us – Oh my goodness! Forget about it. We, we'd still be sitting in in in, in the yeah, tank. You, you would have spent the entire weekend in jail. Your bond would have been fifty grand. You know, it would have been a completely different story. And, yeah, and would have lost your license. Would have, yeah, you know, it would have cost you multiple tens of thousands of dollars for the next five, ten years. It would be, right. you know, it's a disaster. They're gonna get away with it. It won't matter. Exactly. So I don't know. Uh, when I make my first hundred million, I'm I'm not driving anymore. I'm just letting you guys know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> you you should rear end Paul Pelosi. That's well, rear end me. I'll what are we talking about? Whack it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if you guys speak it like. So we're, you know we're talking about you know the um, you know the the, the the like the two the two tiered you know system you know of, of law um, for me like we back to the. You know, we were talking about the 2,000 mules. We were talking about, you know, all the election floor. One thing we didn't touch on was how every Democratic, every Democratic party, every, for the last 20 years, right, has bitched and moaned that the election was rigged. You know, anytime a, Dem- a Democrat lost, we heard about it over and over and over. And now it's impossible to believe that there was rigging going on. I just yeah. Well, you know, Hillary so was explicit about her feelings about fraud, yeah. but. She didn't really have uh, the proof. Now it's on video. And now it's on video. The difference was and, uh, it was fraud in her fa- favor then, too. If you saw the flood of, of votes that came in, illegals, and there's supposedly there's a lot of evidence of votes in 2016 yeah. that Hillary's like, I got the most votes ever. I got, yeah, and it was all in the same concentrated uh, I believe cities. That, I believe there was illegal uh, immigration uh, voting going on and in, in I, certain states, but yeah. I would love to talk to Ben Berkwam, what he thinks the amount of illegal citizens in this country are because every time they tell you the estimate what do they say tell us the estimates of illegal citizens are well are, new york has the highest amount in the in the country uh, don't you, you know, think they lied about those numbers david um well overall yeah i mean there's probably 20 million or so and you know what is saying 10 12 i think it's 10, higher 12, right it's, yeah, they always and say after 10, 11, this year 12, it'll be 12, 20, like 23 million <laughs> yeah after this month <laughs> yeah. yeah by the end of the month eighteen thousand uh, a day are coming in they're going yeah. to be coming in, you know, and 
You know, there's loopholes at the border. There was great coverage today on the War Room, and Ben Burkwam is just the best guy on the border. And we've been on, you know, uh, Tapachanga. I forgot the name of the region down there, but, you know, we've been on that for a year with our reporters, with Oscar yeah. Blue and with uh, Ben Burkwam. And, you know, now everybody's getting in on the game and they're going down there. Oh, we're on the border. We're on the border. So but, we're uh, gonna yeah. do, next segment, we're going to do a little bit of your interview with uh, Monica. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit of your interview with um, Giuliani. With Giuliani. Which would you, what do you want to go first? And- well, we had an incredible night on Saturday night. You know, uh, I was with Rudy and uh, a- Andrew Giuliani and uh, and uh, Bernie Carrick, who's just great. And uh, we plugged him into the war room right here from Ronkonkoma. Uh, originally, Banner was supposed to come, but he had an emergency. So we tied in anywhere. We had a live show. It was incredible. Um, they're really great. And, and Monica Crowley is just dropping bombs over yeah. the target. So if you, even if you only play a few minutes of them, you know, uh, everyone can watch them online under our uh, special report tab on our show tab on America's Voice okay. News. Yeah, I want to cut to a little because we had Monica on. We, she was with us on the show. And me and Delgado were just like, I can't believe she's saying all this. Mo- most people at her level of are just afraid to speak about World Economic Forum. They're afraid to speak about yeah. how heinous the 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 uh these gigantic structures are i mean we're watching the who now wants to have the you know wants to have the authority over what you put in your body in every single nation i mean it's this is pretty crazy she was right on um i i hosted her for an hour you know before she plugged in here to lfs 6b and she's um She's probably, you know, one of the more well-spoken and direct people out there in the country. She's a national treasure. She's brilliant. She has two doctor, she has doctorate and two masters from Columbia, worked for President Nixon after he was out of office, assistant secretary of the Treasury under Trump, author. She's just a powerhouse. She's a yeah. powerhouse. Yeah, she really is. She's incredible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, you know, to be having her on the show was like, it, you know, it's an honor. You know, you're just so excited. So... Um, you know, that people like that are brave enough to speak. And that's the problem. So many people are afraid to get on the air and actually speak. You could tell. It almost felt like to me, Mo, Mo Brooks wanted to say way more than he did. Did you not feel that way, Delgado? Oh, yeah. And I love the way he just kind of, you know, she tried to plow him over. You yeah. know, we played the clip earlier, and he didn't allow it to happen. He actually, his plow was bigger than hers because he shut her down. And it's even after his beef with Trump. Yeah. He's still... Exactly. saying this stuff. He's still uh, uh, fighting. You know what? That's Which worthy of uh, Trump coming back around saying, you know what? You got my endorsement, Mo. Go go get in the Senate. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, listen, that's it. Uh, we're going to come back next. I want to get to the next segment. We'll, uh, we're going to get to some of David Zia's clips, and uh, we, have, uh, we have a few more fun clips for you, so uh, stick around, and please share. Sharing is caring. We're, the Jetta Chat is cranking right now. We're 15,000. Nice, wow. Nicely done. Nice. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Tuesday night. If you're just joining us, Damon is out. Uh, we're not sure when he's going to be back because he's got some COVID issue at the house. Hopefully uh, he'll test uh, negative and he'll be joining us again. Uh, in the meantime, Paul and I will be holding down the ship. David Zier, of course, is sitting in 
helping out as well. So we appreciate that. And uh, David, you actually had a, a pretty busy week over the weekend and last week as well, right? Yeah, well, we hosted uh, Monica Crowley at the America First Warehouse. We had a live show from 7 to 8 p.m. last Wednesday. And then this weekend, uh, we hosted the Trump rally from Wyoming. We plugged in here from Ronkonkoma with Andrew Giuliani, um, Rudy Giuliani, and Bernie Carrick. We got great primary night coverage coming up. Um, um, maybe we can bring LFS6B over there uh, for live coverage. We've been talking about that. Um, that's coming up June 28th for the New York gubernatorial you know, a race. And there's all kinds of great stuff going on. We got Ronnie Jackson, you know, Trump's doctor and congressman now coming. Um, and Miranda Devine next month. So it's very exciting. Yeah. So, so you had them on. Let's do, uh, I know we had Monica on the other day, uh, thanks to you. Um, so let's, let's jump to this interview that you did with, uh, Andrew and Rudy Giuliani. Let's do yeah. a little piece of that and remind everybody if they want to see the full clip where they can find it. Uh, America's voice dot news. You can go to the show tab on the left, scroll down for America's special coverage, uh, live, you know, special report coverage. It's right below all the shows and you can go to view all and you can expand it and you can get all the Monica Crowley, all the Rudy stuff. Um, it's all there. That's great. And, and again, it's available on the website. All right. So let's go to uh, let's do cut number 13. G, let's go. We got Andrew Giuliani, who served in the Trump administration, running for governor of New York with us and the greatest mayor in the history of the United States. <laughs> mayor Giuliani and the greatest prosecutor, too. And uh, so, uh, Andrew, what brought you out here today to the America First Warehouse? Well, I got to say, you know, this the last year has all been about getting another Giuliani in office here. But today it's a little bit of a celebration because it's this guy right here. It's his birthday. What is it? Is it 57th birthday? Is that what it is? 57th birthday. So we're celebrating him. Uh, but also in looking, obviously, at the quest of this campaign, everything that we have been trying to do, talking about, uh, I've learned so much, obviously, not just growing up and seeing how he was able to transform New York. But I have to tell you, having, as you said, the greatest mayor in the history of New York, the greatest prosecutor in your ear every single day, it's been unbelievably invaluable. And as a son, I am more proud of him today than I've ever been, David, because he stood up against some of the worst oppression that I've ever seen, and he's stronger for it. Yeah, and you're still doing it, and I had the pleasure of representing builders under your administration, and I watched you clean up New York. I can personally testify to it, so uh, it's a shame what's going on now. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you very, very much. It's a great, great, great celebration of the birthday to be with my, my son, my uh, beautiful daughter-in-law, who's like a, uh, a daughter, and my beautiful uh, granddaughter Grace he just had a he his wife Deville just had a beautiful baby and my, my partner Dr. Ryan and we're having a great time and I'm here because these these are our people but by that I mean we're having an internal struggle within the Republican Party which actually did more damage to President Trump than the Democrats and those are the people who voted the other way like that guy out here Gabarino uh, total rhino Oh, double time, double, double rhino. He, he, did, the, he did the January 6th uh, witch hunt committee, which is now going after everybody close to Donald Trump. And he voted for, you, you can say thank you to him for your inflation. He voted for a trillion dollars that are being given away to Democrats. So this is a double rhino. Half of them resigned. So you're going to have to make sure that you remember that and you remember that Zeldin endorsed him. 
Well, what really got me was um, when he's uh, Garbarino, Congressman Garbarino is running climate change ads while Granny's freezing in her basement here in New York. Uh, I thought that was terrible. So, Andrew, uh, what are you going to do to make New York State livable? Well, I got to tell you, first and foremost, we have to repeal bail reform on day one. I mean, it's it's a complete disaster. Look, we've got the greatest crime fighter probably in the history of America standing to the left of me over here. Not really to the left of me, but you know what I mean, to the left of me. Uh, and also looking at our district attorneys. I mean, Alvin Bragg, any district attorney that would violate their oath of office like that gets fired on day one. The governor has they have the constitutional right to do that, and I promise I will do that. But also, we need to make sure that New York is business competitive again. We're losing people to Florida day after day after day. We led the country in out-migration last year, David. We're leading it again. And we're leading it again. And why is that? Because crime is so much, and honestly, because businesses are looking at places like Florida, Texas, and Tennessee and saying it's better. That shouldn't be a choice that New York businesses have to make. Do I want to be in New York, or do I want to be in a place that's going to be business-friendly and a job-creating state? We need to make sure that we make New York the empire state again when it comes from a business perspective. Yeah, the 15 fastest growing cities in the U.S. are red states. Um, so, um, Mayor Giuliani, uh, you, you, you were right about the Biden laptop, and uh, it's unbelievable the work you did. Um, and I also, uh, you know, you're going to be proved right on the election fraud. I, I know it. Uh, let me ask you a question. The Republicans are ahead in the polls. Uh, 47 to 41 in congressional. I think it's a Rasmussen poll. The Senate were ahead by one with seven seats toss up. We're ahead in the governor's races by seven seats. And Liz Cheney's down 30 points. Do you see a big red wave coming? I do, but I don't count on it. Because it only happens when you actually register the vote. I think instead of these uh, Democrats doing all this early voting, we should start doing a lot of early voting. Don't you think? I mean, why the heck should they be dominating it? We've got to have a lot of resources for election integrity. Uh, I am right about the election of 2020. I have all the proof for it, and all you have to do is go watch uh, 2,000 mules, and you can't dispute it. It's technologically and scientifically proven beyond a doubt. So we don't want it to happen again. This country is headed to communism right now, straight to communism. It's no joke, no. We, we have, our freedom of speech is about as constricted as you would be in a communist country. So we gotta stop that. And we, gotta, and we have a president who vaguely knows where the heck he is. <laughs> and we've got, a, and we've got a state in which we're spending, you're spending $220 billion in this state, and in Florida they're spending 96 billion. You don't think a lot of that money's being stolen? You're darn right it's being stolen, and he will clean it up. Yes. Zeldin is part of the Albany swamp. Yes. He's the guy who told you that he, wanted, he thought Cuomo would be a good president. Now, this guy's going to reform the state? A guy from the Albany swamp? Bought, backed by the party bosses? Come on. Yeah, right, well, let's wrap, let's wrap it up so, there. Again, you can watch the entire interview. You know what? He said something there that was, is really concerning to me, because you know, I'm thinking today, I'm like... <laughs> The, the Democrats have done nothing to appease their base that's miserable over their performance and the people on the right, they can care less about. But they've done nothing whatsoever than keep the full frontal assault on liberty and freedom. And they, like they don't care. And it's just that's the concern for me. What did I tell you right all summer before the the uh, the election? What did I tell you? It's it's going to be rigged. I, how many times did I say it was going to be rigged? Six months before the the election even took place. I'm like, there's no way well, they're not going to get away with it. And now I'm just concerned again that they've done nothing. They're so arrogant about their policies. How could they possibly win? 
Well, New York State's gubernatorial primary is going to be very exciting. I think the debate is healthy to keep everybody, you know, to the right. You know, and um, you know what? I like all the candidates. Uh, Giuliani is sharp as a tack. Uh, you know, leave for a very long time. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But, Are you conflicted um, with the conversation yeah. between I, I, I'm conflicted. And I don't like that Zeldin sat out on the Ukraine vote, and I don't like his endorsement of Garbarino, and that hits really hard with me, and I'm very upset because I'm say friends with Lee. You know, is there and, truth that he's tied into that DC, the uh, Albany swamp? Is there truth well, that he, you know, that he, he's in the state Senate, so I guess Giuliani can say it's fair game. They had, they never, okay. you know, they voted with the budgets, you know, um, the Republicans, which I don't like either. But uh, Zeldin has a good record of, you know, we fought for Trump. He's a military guy. You know, I think they're all good. I think Andrew Giuliani is really well spoken. Um, and Astorino's a really nice guy, too. He did a great job as West Westchester County Executive. I don't know Harry Wilson. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, you know what? Interesting stuff. Again, you can watch those uh, interviews. Uh, RealAmericansVoice.com. AmericansVoice.news, I should say. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back more live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a... It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I keep messing up because I keep forgetting yesterday we had off and it was a holiday. By Friday, you'll be fine. You'll be right in sync by Friday. Yeah, exactly. By Saturday, I should be good. Right, right. You'll be fine. I'll be ready for Saturday's third hour of the show and then I'll be good to go. Um, a bunch of stuff we still haven't covered. Uh, we'll get to one thing though that has uh, well, a lot of a lot of us were were paying attention to, and we were hoping for the best. But when you heard about some of the things, some of the shenanigans in terms of jury and judge, we knew well it doesn't look too good. And of course, we're talking about the Michael Sussman trial. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, the uh, the judge was compromised. He had you know people from. Uh... You know, a juror whose daughter is on the same crew team yeah. as Sussman. I mean, to me, it's it's just it's I staggering. Mean, with the it's just staggering to me the the uh, the things that go on in courts. It's, oh it's my such God. a such. Did I read the jury was ninety two percent Hillary voters? Yeah, probably. And, uh, AOC, I mean, it was in AOC DC. supporters. Yeah, I mean, earlier today, and and here's a news report, the Washington, D.C. jury found Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, not guilty of lying to the FBI, despite him lying to the FBI. Um, With the campaign, uh, Clinton campaign tied attorney Sussman having been acquitted for lying to the FBI, special counsel John Durham, he issued a statement thanking the jury for its service and for his team for seeking the truth and justice, blah, blah, blah. He said, while we're disappointed with the outcome, you think, uh, we respect the jury's decision and thank them for their service. Uh, he, he read from a statement uh, on earlier today, on Tuesday. I also want to recognize and thank the investigators and the prosecution team for their dedicated efforts. Uh, Sussman was indicted for one count of lying to the FBI, claiming to be acting on his own volition in a meeting with the FBI to claim the Trump campaign had ties to Russia at the height of the 2016 presidential campaign in an effort to spur an investigation into then-candidate 
Donald Trump and his associates. Of course, Donald Trump, President Trump, uh, he released his own little statement today on Truth Social. He said, our legal system is corrupt. And he's right. Our judges and justices are highly partisan, compromised, or just plain scared. Our borders are open. Our elections are rigged. Inflation is rampant. Gas prices and food costs are through the roof. Our military leadership is woke. Our country is going to hell. And Michael Sussman is not guilty. How how's everything else doing? Enjoy your day. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? There was uh, from Justin News, um, former Clinton attorney. Uh, we know the, the story. Um, one of the um, the jury, jury women, the four women, explained that uh, there are bigger things that affect the nation. Um, she was quoted as saying, I don't think it should have been prosecuted. Uh, there are bigger things that affect the nation than a possible lie to the FBI. Uh, it was the government's job to prove it, and they succeeded in some ways and not in others. We broke it down, and it did not pan out in the government's favor. Uh, politics were not a fact that we felt really comfortable being able to share what we thought we had concise notes and we were able to address the questions together. Um, you know, it sounds to me like it was partisan and it does sound oh, to yeah. me like when they say that ju- they did somewhat prove it, you know, it was, I mean, he was nailed dead to rights lying, but to me, like it, it's, it's, uh, it's stunning to me that like this, how, absolutely corrupt these courts are it just it's it's and it doesn't shock anybody really yeah I, I mean even a few days ago before the of course you know before the weekend constitutional scholar jonathan turley discussed the stacked jury in the Sussman case and he basically said you could not come up with a worse jury he's talking about um people that were tied to attorneys for lisa page yep. and for you know people on the clinton side of course donors from AOC and the Clinton Foundation and and Hillary Clinton as well, um, just so much. Um, what's that called? Nepotism. Even uh, worse than that. Um, incestuous, incestuous. Yeah. So many. So many people that were incestuously tied together. Um, and of course, it's being done in Washington D.C., probably the most corrupt city there is. But the one thing that I did hear some people talk about, and I noticed this too, um, when when you would get daily reports on some of the news that was coming out about the Sussman trial and what was revealed and who said what, was that that Durham did get a lot of people on record saying certain things. You know, he got Robbie Mook to admit that Hillary Clinton knew what was going on. She signed off on it. He got he got a lot of people, you know, under oath to admit that, yes, this was this was made up. So where this leads, I don't know. It's unfortunate that, you know, you got a you got a Kevin Kleinsmith who served a couple months for doctoring a document from the CIA regarding um, I forget his name. The guy. Uh, don't ask me. I can't remember my own middle name. <laughs> you know, um, but, but for doctoring the document that was used, so he got caught. Um, but he only got a few months and he lost his license, but now he can apply for it again. Uh, so there really doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of uh, punishment there. And then, of course, you got Sussman, who they basically he basically was, you know, outed by the people on his team saying, yeah, he told us he said he was doing this. And yeah. And then they have the money trail of him billing the campaign. Saying yes, I charged her. I even charged her twelve bucks for the for the uh, for the thumb drive 
so they could make copies of stuff and he could drop it off. I mean, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, and he has it in his calendar that he was going to visit the um, that day. Right. Uh, and he billed it. But, uh, you know, um, Jaffe, uh, who was a tech executive, he was an FBI informant. Uh, he says that he had a handler assigned him at the Bureau who was supposed to pass any information and that he himself, Jaffe and Sussman, created documents to build a narrative around the data to make the allegation look plausible. And uh, that's a great article in the Epic Times uh, today. Uh, the FBI's handling of Trump Alpha Bank allegation. Very unusual the way the FBI handle it, says former agent. So everyone look up that article. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Matt Schlapp of CPAC nailed it. Did you see his quote? It didn't matter that Durham had receipts showing that Sussman was working for Hillary. It didn't matter that his lie to the FBI about representing her was in writing. It didn't matter he broke federal law to sabotage Trump. D.C.'s justice system will always cover for liberal elites yeah i think that's just i mean he just crushed that into a simple paragraph and i think it, he's a friend of yours right dave who's that matt schlapp CPAC. um i know matt um he you know he was really good he said nevada had a hundred thousand illegal votes um you know he's been good on things um let's get him on the show. not always the most conservative uh but uh, you know i love cpac because it's a, a culmination of you know great people but you know do you Sometimes think, they, they're a little liberal. Do you think they're a little liberal because they're trying to not get crushed um, um, by the media? Or you think they're actually... You know, I can't explain it. I, I've been going to CPAC before, you know, when the American Conservative Union was run by other people. They were always really super conservative. And now sometimes they don't want speakers because they're too controversial. I don't like that aspect. Uh, but overall, I think they do an incredible job. This year's CPAC, outside of a few instances, um, was, was really great. And um, I got to give them credit. You know, um, but, you know, got to call them out when they're wrong, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. It just tells you that's what we want to hear. That's why it's great listening to you, because you can be honest about it. You don't have to just be ideologically aligned with what just because it's got the red colored jersey on. Which is something I have no tolerance for. I didn't for. like that great. they didn't want Ann Coulter. I didn't <laughs> like that they didn't want Laura Loomer. There's a few people over the years. Uh, but overall, uh, I think they're, they're really good. Yeah, well, you know what? It's it's what happens when, uh, you know, like you said, these people hold on to their ideologies. And, and one of those people is uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's the new uh, White House spokesperson. She's a delight. <laughs> she really is. Wow. She's a disaster. God, um, I miss Orange Woman bad. She really is terrible. She's, she's like watching an eighth grader. It, it's really surprising. I didn't think you'd get worse than, than Jen Psaki, but I think they've outdone themselves this time. The Biden administration, where, where it seems like everybody's running. I keep seeing reports that people are starting to jump ship like crazy because this administration is in shambles. She doesn't uh, know the issue. She's just reading from a book. Right. Uh, let's go to yeah, cut and, number and three. But like, you could ask her, why is the sky blue? And she'll just say, well, toenails grow based on a protein found. Like, what are you talking <laughs> Like, There's no relate. What are you talking about? Like, She doesn't even answer the question out of a book. So she misses it. Like, you know, like I thought it was close. Jello. But, Isn't yeah. that from a movie? I don't, I don't dead know. bodies were, were that's why I, I don't I was I don't maybe I don't know <laughs> actually nails don't grow on dead people it's just the skin recedes yes, so it looks exactly. like they're growing right I remember seeing that this weekend yeah. <laughs> all right um Corinne Jean-Pierre we can't get enough of her she's delightful cut number three G go in some places in this country now a gallon of gas costs more than people on the federal minimum wage are making in an hour what does the White House want these people to do? Just stop driving to work? 
Look, the president understands what it feels like. Um, no, Deese just he spoke about this. Brian Deese was just here and talked about how he understands what it means for people who are sitting at their kitchen table and see gas prices go up. He understands that feeling. They're in that call when they see gas Or seeing prices uh, exactly. of grocery store of grocery uh, groceries go up in the grocery store. Open this is something the that on he is land. Uh, inherently aware of, and he is doing everything that no, he it's can. Not. As Deese, Brian Deese was just here. Uh, um, his economic advisor, uh, one of his top economic advisor, laying out what he is planning to do or continue to yes. do to make sure that we lower costs at the gas pump. He also said, Brian also said that we are dealing with an unprecedented time with global challenges that we have never seen before. And that includes clearly the pandemic, uh, that includes the pandemic uh, tax hike that, that we're seeing this past couple of months uh, that has had an effect on gasoline gasoline prices a dollar and 50 cents went up uh, since uh, uh, Putin has amassed it's not uh, his fault. troops Stop on lying. the border of Ukraine these are real oh. uh, real uh, you know global issues uh, that has led to this moment but the president is doing everything that he can to make sure that we address what this about issue? the dollar which is gallon the year before yeah. as a reason for recent inflation do you guys think that any part of inflation this year is because of President Biden's spending plans, or is it all Putin's fault? Well, what I can say is we are, and Brian just spoke to this, we are at, at a historic place when it comes to the economy, when it comes to uh, unemployment being at the lowest that we have seen in some time, when it comes to the president creating more jobs in his first okay. term, his first year, Come on, the president, what about quantitative easing? Now we're going to a place where it's be, we're going into transition, where we're oh, going transition. to see an economy that's more stable, that's more steady. So that's because of the American Rescue Plan yeah, it's that, steadily we, getting that the worse. president assigned yeah. into law that no Republican signed or voted for, I should say. And all of that work that he's done the first year Please has led us to a place living. where there are more jobs out there, more jobs are being created, that we are in a place where yeah. we're seeing economic growth. Now, and also, as I've stated, jobs that don't this is an unprecedented time with COVID. This right. is an unprecedented time with the war. And so that 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 Putin has created and started on Ukraine. And yeah. so we have seen that it has shown us uh, since uh, since these past couple of months, since the war, we have seen an uptick on gas prices. So I guess the next question would be, does President Biden take any responsibility for his policies potentially contributing to <laughs> inflation? His policies has helped the economy get back on its feet. That's what his policy oh, has, his policies oh, has done. Stop. She's come on. This is this is one of those examples of people can see when you're lying to them. They see it with their own eyes. They see it when they go to the store. They see it when they go to the gas station. They see it when they turn on the news and be like, hey, this is this is not Putin's fault. Because this has been happening over the course, uh, basically it started the day after you took office. All these policies that you put in place have started to bear fruit. And it's the fruit that we can't afford. So, enough Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre. We'll have none of it from you. All right. We got one more segment to do here on a Tuesday night, live from Studio 6B. Stay there.
from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. <laughs> Thank goodness Dave's the mics get- were not on just a moment ago. <laughs> Dave's getting a kick out of the chat, man. I'll tell you, I, want, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Proud Patriot and Mother Maga. And there's so many great people on that Getter chat. There's so many people over at the Discord and the uh, Telegram groups. Yeah, just sure wish we could unite the clans. Yes. It's good for the show. Yeah, exactly. Keeps the Zen master happy. Pretty funny stuff. Any, anything you wanted to make sure you uh, you touched upon there, David? Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting things out there. There's uh, Ramstein Air Force Base was going to have uh, transvestite uh, reading hour on oh, U.S. Oh, Air Force Base. I, I missed that. Uh, yeah. Was that this weekend? Uh, <laughs> you missed it. Oh, um, but dog. it was canceled yeah. due to a major outcry um and of decent people <laughs> yes and and really important news uh, the new york post was reporting today that there's a woman who's sexually attracted to boeing airplanes and wants to marry her toy boeing so uh that's the uh, kind oh, of hard-hitting sorry, I'm, I'm, news i'm sorry her toy what <laughs> her toy Boeing 737. Oh, there are so, so many jokes. Sarah Roto 23 Eddie. even refers to the Boeing 30, 737 as her boyfriend. Uh, she flies on the aircraft as often as possible and has 50 replica models in her house. Uh, I think she's in Germany, but it's illegal to marry an airplane in Germany. Um, well, those, those are <laughs> impressive <laughs> bastards. Yeah, helicopters are one thing. That's fine. But you go into an airplane, There's now you've so got some serious mental issues. Jokes. And, and then there was 7,000 yeah. flights delayed on Memorial Day weekend, um, which is really crazy. Uh, Delta runway humping a plane. Yeah, so uh, there were there were a lot of cancellations. A lot of people got stranded last night. There were there were all kinds of planes canceled last night after seven p.m. Some of it was weather, um, but I think the whole the whole like United States is like not functioning correctly. So it's just par for the course. So. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some things, and I was talking to some people over the weekend, and they said their their flight out of Florida got delayed because they had to wait, and I think it was delayed hours. They had to wait for one. Um, crew to land in like Fort Lauderdale or West Palm Beach, and then they had to be driven over to Fort Myers, yeah, so they could get on that plane and be the crew for that plane. It, it, it's insanity. It's like what is going on with with the staffing at, at these airlines? It just seems like they're running out of people. Yeah, my daughter's going to school in South Carolina this year, and you know, I wanted her to be in better weather than New York. I wanted to be in like real America, and like I, I don't know. You know, it's very hard to get to Columbia, South Carolina from New York, as it is. Is she going to be stranded in the middle of the night in Charlotte and uh, Charleston? It, it's really worried. By the way, um, this woman who wants to marry her airplane said her plane is, ca- is called Dickie. <laughs> That's the name for a plane. And she said past romances with men did not get her flying high like I, like this these 737s. Oh, boy. That's, oh, all, that's all oh, I got. Boy. That's all I got. Oh, Uncle good. Kevin, what did you do to this poor kid? <laughs> what hey, a uh, wacko. Some other quick stuff, real real quick. I don't know if you caught this, um, but a large, one of the largest egg factories was torched in the middle of the night. Yes. Did you read about yep. this? Yep. Another yep. one. I guess they're. Ru- I guess they don't have planes because they're running out of pilots uh, to crash into these uh, these factories. So now they're just torching them. This is one of the largest egg factories in the U.S. Torched in the middle of the night amid an outbreak of fires at food processing facilities 
around the country. According to Foursome Farms, which provides more than 3 million eggs to the nation's largest retailers in the country, the cause of the fire, of course, it remains a mystery. They haven't figured it out. As investigators evaluate the scene to determine how the barn was set ablaze. Um, again, you see the picture of this and it's like, what the heck? And, you know, we've talked about this before where, where we've seen all these food processing plants around the country. I think it's 19 or 20 at this point it's in- have, have been, uh, you know, uh, come under assault. Yeah. Basically. It, it's There's just a, a lot. coincidence. There's a lot. You know, my, my nephew, a shout out to my nephew, Tyler, who goes to college in Ohio. He works in a large egg processing facility. Do you know? That he packaged. Are you serious? Or are you he just packaged two hundred? Who, who the heck works? At, who the heck do you know that works in an egg processing he, he, facility? He packages two hundred and fifty-seven thousand eggs a day himself. You are full of it. I swear, I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> what the what the cluck are you talking about? <laughs> I really seriously. Do you really? Is that it's re- a true story? He really does. I swear to God. That is too funny. Yeah. You know somebody in just like every industry, don't you? I do. I do. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I can't explain it. <clears throat> Amazing stuff. Hey, uh, another oh, thing God. that just, <laughs> just is it is like, like who knows somebody who works in an egg processing plant? Uh, David Zier does. Um, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Now, I know we talked about this. I did the what even is that on. Did he, did he just, did he. Did he go to the courts and just beg for him to put him in jail so he can get away from her? No, but this one, this is actually weirder or kind of strange. I'm surprised it didn't come out sooner. But this is just being reported this evening that Nancy Pelosi's husband killed his older brother. What did he do? In a 1957 sports car crash. According to this report, they actually have a news clipping from the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, San Francisco Examiner. Uh, that has a copy of the story with a picture of Paul Pelosi and his brother, David Pelosi, who died as a result of the car wreck. The kid got trapped underneath the car that, that Paul Pelosi was driving. Oh, wow. He lost control of it, and his brother ended up uh, uh, dying because of a neck brace that he was wearing to support a neck fracture from a swimming mishap. So how weird is that? Maybe he should stay away from sports cars. He was driving a Porsche then he yeah. crashed, right? Yeah. We're getting a lot of chicken jokes on the uh, getter feed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What did I do? Oh, um, yeah. So, right. This guy's got a history of uh, automobile problems. You know, who knows how many times the police may have let him go in the past. Yeah, exactly. Oh, forget about it. I mean, how many times did he work his way? There's no doubt he, he, he finagled his way out of as much, you know. He's above the law. It's just, it's just crazy when you think about it. It's like how did that story and how did that story not come out sooner? Like as soon as the story broke, you would have thought they would have did a did a quick dive and found it, or it's maybe they he was did 16 this on when it happened. Excuse me. It's because he was sixteen when it happened, so he wasn't really anybody. Yeah, he wasn't. He he was only sixteen. Well, no, I think he was nineteen. You know, um, no, his brother no, was, was nineteen. 16. His brother oh, his brother was, was 19. nineteen. They wanted to be exempt from the uh, payroll increases for their Starkist tuna factory, and I think it was uh, American <laughs> Samoa. You know, the uh, Pelosi's. Oh, I'm more concerned yeah. about how did they get to be worth over a hundred million. Is your cousin's daughter? Does she work over at uh, American <laughs> at the Samoa Starkist at the tuna Starkist factory? factory? Yeah. <laughs> Packages four thousand cans an hour. No, I'm only kidding. Um, yeah, though, but remember. They fought, to, they fought to be exempt. You know, Democrats are always like, oh, we need high minimum wage, high minimum, and to, unless you own the business, right? Right. 
So hey, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with this last clip to close out the night. Cut number twelve. This should be fun. Everybody's favorite doctor, G. Go. Is there an end to the cycle of variants, or is this really the new normal that we're in? Well, we certainly will continue to get variants. Hopefully, they won't be so far different than what we've been dealing with that it would evade completely the protection that one gets from infection-induced immunity, hopefully boosted following that, as well as vaccine-induced immunity, again, hopefully with the appropriate boosts. I believe we're, we're going to be dealing with this virus on a chronic basis. What we really hope to do, and the more people that get vaccinated and the more people that get boosted make this more likely, that they'll that get it, it will yeah. reach a level low enough that it doesn't disrupt us to the extent that it has over the past couple of years. Okay. Uh, we're, we're not going to eradicate this. Yeah. That's sure. We've only done that with one virus, and that was a virus that didn't change very much smallpox. And I very doubt that we'll eliminate it completely from the United States, but we will have it hopefully at a low enough level that it doesn't um, disturb us to the scent of disrupting society. We certainly are not there yet. Yeah. Well. Yeah, meanwhile, he's got another $10 million monkeypox grant, so he's in business for a while. I'm sure he's going to, him and his boys will whack up a good piece of that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I figured I'd just uh, leave you with a little fouch fouch. <laughs> Quack, for the quack. Uh, for the night, whack whack. Of course, we thank you all for watching as we salute our military, active and retired, our first responders up and down the line. We're talking about EMTs, police, firefighters, the truckers, the nurses, the doctors, everybody working their butts off on the front lines. Thank you to you at home. Thank you to Fran and Geo in the booth. Paul doing news. David Zier sitting in, and you guys will see you tomorrow night live from Studio Six B, Real America's Voice. Peace.